Cup of Joe. Hey, 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 Gaines Nation. Today, a very, very special episode. Our very first guest on the channel, we have Josward Gonzalez. He is, I believe, the president and founder of IS. He'll introduce himself later. But most importantly, we will be talking about crypto and how it will affect the future generation. Josward, so a little bit about yourself. Hey, pleasure to be here on your uh, GAINS podcast. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and uh, I get a chance to be interviewed in a podcast and not talk about much about IS, but more about uh, Bitcoin in general and the cryptoverse. So uh, for everyone listening, uh, thank you very much. Grateful uh, to be here, uh, to be able to share some of my thoughts. So to start, my name is uh, Joshua Gonzalez, and I am the Chief Visionary Officer and Founder of IS International. So basically, IS International is a training and development company that helps students become youth leaders and entrepreneurs. You know, we, we offer very engaging programs that allow them some safe space to be able to probably find their co-founders, find guidance, mentors, investors, and just collaborators all around and all across ASEAN. And now we're expanding uh, towards a more broadly Asia-Pacific, so to, 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 to have a, um, a wider perspective on what's happening uh, to the future. You know, when you're young, you want to know what the future is so that you can prepare and do your best to be able to take advantage of that. And... Uh, and yeah, that, that's a short introduction of uh, what I do. Perfect, perfect. So when you say ASEAN, what are the countries you guys are um, more most prominent in? Right. So um, so ASEAN is uh, 10 countries uh, near the Philippines. It's uh, geographically near the Philippines, but we're very prominent in Indonesia and Vietnam. And uh, the key thing is they don't <laughs> speak English that well, so... I really believe that English could be a great medium of communication uh, that allow the young people to be able to collaborate because there are best practices because of different cultures uh, in different countries. And I believe that uh, our listeners right now, uh, may, maybe from Asia or not, would be able to learn a lot about the culture uh, in Asia that would also uplift you know, the things that you guys are currently working on uh, in your own respective countries. Perfect, perfect. And you said your target market are students. Is there a specific age group to this? Yeah, so our target market is uh, the bulk is college students because during college, you know, you're able already to decide what you want to do. So it's either you want to uh, double down on your current path or uh, be able to shift. And that's where uh, college plays a big role. It allows people to be molded, to be able to change their mind. You know, some people take college maybe even 10 years. You know, they can't decide. Wow. And, yeah. and, and, and I always tell people, you know, uh, you know it's, all, it's your own race. You know, as long as you know the safety nets uh, with your own personal life and the same safety nets around your family, then you can take bigger and bigger risk down the line. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So last question before we jump in. You're currently sure. in New York. Right. Do you I'm guys pretty... have plans to jump into that market? Right. Uh, we, we plan on establishing IS here in uh, the Western Hemisphere and setting up the headquarters of North America here in New York City. And the reason behind this move is not only because of my personal uh, decisions, but at the same time, it, it it's best to be able to bring in uh, the inquisitive minds, the curiosity of 
of the West to be able to bridge it with young people at the same in, in the East. And therefore, you know, you want to be able to be part of an organization of a company that ha- that is able to look at the world in a macro perspective, to, to look at what things are happening, especially in ASEAN, you know, in, in our last ASEAN event, uh, ASEAN was dubbed as one of the most, or if not the most important region right, in the whole world right now, because we are the next emerging market. So everyone's looking in. And people in the States are really looking for real connections uh, to, to be able to um, do projects, to be able to build companies, to offer services to the ASEAN region. And of course, the ASEAN people also want to look at different opportunities presented in various parts of the world. So it's, you know, it's a perfect symbiosis, right? Exactly, exactly. I myself, probably one of the best examples of that. Um, but not to talk about me, jumping into what you said, emerging markets in ASEAN, how does Bitcoin, how does cryptocurrencies relate to this? Okay, so uh, to start off, let's talk about uh, the, the whole idea of Bitcoin. And uh, I'm, uh, so if you get to know me, I'm actually a Bitcoin first person. You know, I, I, what, what, the, what it means is that I don't say that other cryptocurrencies or digital assets are not important, right? What I'm saying is if you want to get into um, this new type of world uh, or new type of idea to come in, you have to study Bitcoin first because that's where it all started, where, uh, you know, this has been a success for the past 12 years. But to give you an idea, you know, digital currencies or this crypto idea, it's not new. You know, ever since the 1970s, they're already trying to figure this thing out. You know, they, they have web web IPOs before in the States, 1990s. Already, there's already rules and regulations. And the real problem is really like there, there has no uh, long-standing digital currency that really made it into a success, you know, or this is new form of digital asset that was able to stand the test of time. And only Bitcoin, when Bitcoin was um, released last 2009, it's it's the first asset that actually um, um, survived, right? Because it's hard. If you 99% of the things that you create in the world don't survive, you know, and Bitcoin survived and it's, um, slowly thriving and thriving. And now okay. it's the fastest. Okay, so to, to give you this idea, this is the fastest asset to reach $1 trillion in valuation or in market cap. If you look at it, then you, you'll be blown away that, oh, it's not a meme. It's not a small thing. It's literally bigger than maybe Tesla and Facebook. And it's, and it's just starting. And to give you guys, you know, just before we move forward, one more question is that if you are in this podcast, we are very early. $1 trillion in valuation for Bitcoin is still very early. And you're going to be part of the first 1% to 2% of the world to be able to adopt this pristine uh, asset. So with ASEAN being an emerging market and Bitcoin being something that's very, very early, even though it's already 2021, even though it's already at $60,000 in price value, um, close to $1 trillion in market cap. How would this, you know, translate in terms of adoption, in terms of use case, in terms of preparing the next generations? 
For sure. Uh, appreciate it. So the, the main problem uh, that we have here in ASEAN, uh, where we come from, is uh, if you don't, you don't live in Singapore or in Brunei, uh, life's a bit hard. You know, uh, there's a lot of countries that are still living in uh, authoritarian regimes. You know, we can look at uh, Cambodia, Myanmar, um, even to go through as uh, Malaysia, well, they're actually a sultanate there. You know, if it's a federal sultanate type of thing. And uh, the, the West uh, allows this type of freedom to, uh, to understand this concept of freedom that the, the human beings are, have freedom, not because the government gives us freedom. It's because we, we have to have that freedom and the government should make laws to actually uh, respect our freedoms and rights. So, and and how we're looking at it, the Southeast Asian region right now is let, let, we we could clearly say that they're developing. Uh, they are far behind than um, the most established countries, and uh, our systems built are all analog. It means that you know everything would be. Uh, maybe most of the things would still be uh, handwritten. We use papers, you know, or if, if ever there's something electronic, it's not natively digital. You know, so we're, we're kind of behind and uh, this the arrival of this Bitcoin allows us to be able to uh, leapfrog uh, certain things. You know, we, 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 we could have technology without expending a lot of costs to be able to adopt it. So to give people an idea of what Bitcoin is before we, we look at why it's very significant uh, in developing countries is that when you look at Bitcoin, it's the first ever digital asset, right? That, uh, how do you say, it, it's actually a software engineering breakthrough. Let's start with that. It's a software engineering breakthrough that allowed us to create scarce digital assets. So one thing, and the most important thing that you have to understand about Bitcoin is that, number one, there will only be 21 million Bitcoins ever created. Right. So when you look at that thing, you know there is nothing in this world that is uh, finitely scarce, you know, like definitely scarce that we cannot produce. So uh, it, it's just something that it could, it could, uh, you know, it, it never existed and now it exists. And what does it do? When you have something that is, fi- uh, that is definitely scarce, you know, gold is not super scarce you know you 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 can easily uh enough money enough willpower is made you can easily produce more gold mine more of the other commodities but bitcoin uh it has never uh, you know, well, it will never exceed 21 de- million debatably you can hard fork the origin blockchain and create something called bitcoin cash which is actually the true fork of Bitcoin, uh, but this, that's a discussion oh, for you're another a cashier. time. I understand. I, I'm, I understand. Not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a cashier. I don't like Bitcoin Cash at all. I'm okay. just saying that from a technological perspective, being a tech guy, um, right, the, right. the original blockchain um, was based off of the original Bitcoin is Bitcoin Cash. Um, Oh wait, hold on. I might be getting that confused with Ethereum. But anyway, going back to what you're saying, <laughs> okay. going back right. to what you're saying. Oh, so, so to give you an yeah, sure, go ahead. Oh, uh, so so we're 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 talking a lot about the macro picture and the benefits of Bitcoin for political, uh, economical, um, technical, technological 
uh, use cases for different countries, especially in ASEAN. But I'm more concerned about the future generations itself. I know for a people as a whole, a population, the human race, Bitcoin is definitely beneficial, but specifically for our children. So a lot of people nowadays, they're going into hardware wallets, cold ledgers, uh, you know, nano ledgers, right? And they're saving Bitcoins specifically for their children, for the future, in the belief that it would be of true value in the future. Um, You know, they say it's because of the scarcity of 21 million supply, even though, you know, a lot of people, they, they say that the more you divide Bitcoin, the more proof it is that you don't really, it doesn't really matter that it only has 20 million, especially because of it translating to billions when you count the different Satoshis. Um, But for the children, Mm -hmm. right? For the children who obviously for certain specific reasons can't afford one Bitcoin, how is blockchain, how is Bitcoin going to change your life? Should they get into it? Should they save up for it? Go ahead. Sure. Uh, I, I respectfully disagree with uh, the, co- the context that it's not important, the 21 million uh, supply chain, because... Right. Um, um, so let's start with the importance of it, because uh, I, I heard you mention about the hard fork of Bitcoin Cash. And, and the way we, we look at it is that in Bitcoin, right? And then there is a lot of people would want to take it in a certain way. Right. So people would have a different vision of Bitcoin, would have a different interest in how to be able to grow Bitcoin and its ecosystem. So therefore, there are certain leaders who would go, hey, I don't believe in this uh, principle. I don't believe in this thing. And then therefore, I will... You know, I have enough support and will hard fork it, which is what happened is from Bitcoin, BTC, uh, it became, uh, there was a new fork came, uh, BCH. And after BCH, they hard fork it because another significant portion has aligned and became BSV right, right, or right. Bitcoin Satoshi Vision, right? right. So the, the way we look at it is, okay, we understand already that uh, there's a lot of interest in terms of this uh, asset and people want to develop this. So the real answer is uh, we will let we let the market decide you know, what's important. So when you look at uh, the use case of Bitcoin as a 21 million um, finite asset, uh, the main uh, proposition is it's it's a being valuable store of value. So so basically, uh, as as a store of value, right? When then we look at uh, Bitcoin's competitors, so Bitcoin. Uh, as a store value is at a $1 trillion market cap. Basically, it's about 50 times bigger than its number two competitor. It doesn't have any competitor. So so the competitor is like 50 billion and then the third one would be like 10 billion. Who is the competitor? Oh, Bitcoin Cash. And oh, then okay, 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 okay. And I'm talking about as the store of value competitor. Okay. Right, in this, uh, in this segment. So when you, we look at it at a bigger picture, uh, everything else is about one to two percent of the size of um, this Bitcoin right uh-huh, now. Uh-huh. So, so we can already see that this is a dominating uh, asset in terms of its use case. And gotcha. of course, uh, the other other Ethereum is, is different because it's a smart contract platform that uses ETH as a gas token in the other market. So in this sole uh, competition, right, Bitcoin won as a store of value. Right. And, and the way we look at it is that, hey, you know, people understand that it's a store of value. And it doesn't matter if people 
replicate it, duplicate right, it. Right, right. Well, no, what's the original Bitcoin? And well, that's that's what makes it important. And, from, and therefore, when it's important, I said, go ahead. You have a question? Yeah, yeah. I mean, from my end, sure. Go ahead. Regarding the scarcity, I just took that out of the book of uh, Michael Saylor, one of the biggest Bitcoin bulls of this market cycle. Course, He's yeah. the one who says that the 21 million supply being a source of value, why people should invest and hold. It's it's a marketing scheme because again, it's divisible into thousands and thousands of satoshis. I mean, at the end of the day, the scarcity of 21 million is technically what 210 billion satoshis right or more or less so when bitcoin's worth a million dollars in the future you don't have to say oh i have one bitcoin to be considered quote-unquote rich you can have per se i have a thousand satoshis and that can be at a certain price point that that will already be known to be high value now in terms of your point of it being a store of value, if you look into the white paper of Bitcoin, if you look at its origin use case, it was actually meant to be a peer-to-peer online transaction source of uh, or mode of transaction, right? It wasn't meant to be a store of value. It was meant to um, solve the issues that fiat cannot and allow people to transact from different places you know if i were in the philippines and you were in the united states i could send you bitcoin seamlessly so that was its original use case now because transactions had increased costs and because its uh, marketability and scarcity increased its value over periods of time and because of the bitcoin having which limited the production of supply at, the, at a four-year cycle that's what increased its value. And because of the other use cases of the new tokens, that's the reason why it became converted from the concept of money or cash to the concept of gold, right? right, right, right. And the yeah. only reason Bitcoin Cash existed is because it wanted to stay true to the original Satoshi white paper of right. peer-to-peer online transactions. So I'm right. not trying to protect Bitcoin Cash. I still think it's a shit project, um, especially because... There's uh, other projects that are better like XRP, like Luna, even Litecoin, right? Um, but yeah, those are just two cents. Now, if, if I were a college student or even high school student and you know, I'm, I'm listening to this, what you and I are saying, right. 80% of the students will say, I have no idea what they're talking about. Is this going to make me rich? So what is the message for the children who have that mindset, that mentality. Right, right. So um, I'd like to comment back on it. Uh, on the original um, white paper that says it's a peer-to-peer um, electronic cash, right? And the way we understand it is uh, a lot of people would um, have different types of say about it. But the, the real answer is, is we have to understand how money is formed or how money is developed. So if we we have to look at um, our world in a macro perspective in terms of time, and we have to look at uh, what's the earliest form of money, right? That people used, like Barter. before there was... It was right, barter, barter, right? So, everything. <laughs> right, right, right. Because people were trying to find what money is, all right? So whenever we barter, so the first thing is, uh, it's quite important to understand because first it's a barter and then why is why didn't barter work? Because of the coincidence of want. So you don't want my fish, I have a cow, X, Y, Z, hard to make everything work. So eventually people, right? If you see people's nature, people would look around things, you know, they'd collect stuff. 
So the first type form of money would be it's like something like a collectible. So when I know Joseph collects something and I want something from Joseph, I want his goods and services, Joseph would like uh, something of value in exchange. And something that you collect is something uh, that's valuable to you. So therefore, you collect some, example, you collect some seashell because you saw a beautiful seashell and they're hard to find. So you collect that, right? People don't collect sand. They collect important stuff that is a bit scarce and then eventually i saw something else and i collect something and then people start collecting stuff and people started to look okay what are the hard, what what stuff is valuable right now and then when we look at that as a form of money the 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 the, the, the form of money that actually transcends every other form of money is what we call hard money or hard to make money so what happened is your seashell could break there's no more value in uh in, in the seashells that you you collect because right. it's not durable, right? It's so what happens is slowly people gravitate to something hard to find but something durable. So what happens is slowly they they, they they from barter they, they turned into um let's let's say copper, bronze, silver, and then gold, and then eventually, right? People found out that gold is the hardest to make. Gold is the hardest uh, form of money. Uh, it's hard to create. And at the same time, it's almost indestructible. You know, if even if you burn it, uh, it just morphs into a different, it's a very malleable thing. So therefore, slowly the world, right, without uh, without like uh, having uh, someone that says, this is going to be the money, slowly they understood that the hardest money was gold. But the problem of gold is that it, it's not saleable through space. It means that it's hard to send gold. You know, if Joseph was carrying a backpack full of gold and it's it's a 1400, he walks around, someone says, I'm going to kill you, right? So no more gold, they, they take your gold. So inside it's violent. So eventually it's so hard to, it's hard to bring around and then they just put it in the goldsmith. So the first actual banks in the world are goldsmiths, right? People put their gold there. To, to make into whatever jewelry and something and then eventually the the goldsmith would give you a paper to it and that's what now we call currency now they exchange the paper so that's how gold evolved into paper because it's not portable so and then eventually right the governments wanted to control the money made their own central bank to to be able to print money so therefore bitcoin allows us to have what we call neutral money and why does it work? Because it's the hardest money. So, right. So the way we look at Bitcoin right now, why it's not used is that we're not in the mo uh, we're not in the medium of exchange era yet. So the way we look at Bitcoin's era is number one, it's a collectible. You know, cyberpunks, the, the coders would collect it, and then it becomes. Um, a store of value and then it becomes a medium of exchange people exchange it and then lastly it becomes a unit of account unit account is like things priced in it right so the world's unit of account right now is dollars everyone transacts in dollars so right now what we what's happening is bitcoin is monetizing it's monetizing it's eating up the other value other valuable money so while bitcoin is growing in value what you have to do is because, you know, you can't go from zero to the whole world adoption right away. It's monetizing. It's slowly monetizing. It's going faster. It's actually faster than, than the internet itself in terms of adoption because we have smartphones. So if you're young right now 
and you look at your future, you can't actually buy a lot. You can't buy a condo You can because you don't afford it. But because as just what Joseph said, you're able to buy an X amount, something that you can actually uh, afford. So if you want $100 worth of Bitcoin, then uh, the best thing about Bitcoin is it's almost infinitely divisible. It means in, in the peso, it's like 1.00. In Bitcoin, it's 1.80. So that's the best part about it is that it's infinitely divisible. Does it mean it's infinite amount? It means infinite in decimals, right? So what's important right now for you to understand is that we look at what the market uh, cap of Bitcoin right now, it's a 1 trillion. And we're looking at what it's actually competing. It's competing against gold, number one. That's the easiest. And then it, it competes with sovereign bonds, about $30 trillion. $26 trillion around there, yeah. 20, yeah, $26 trillion worth of bonds. And then we got, we got sovereign wealth funds and then Boom. eventually real estate real estate valuation. So the way we you, understand You think is Bitcoin that, is more valuable than real estate? Yes, actually. So what, what's Ooh. going to happen is that Bitcoin, so we, we have a problem in the world right now, Joseph, that, that's actually very important, that it's a very big threat to the future in terms of, um, in terms of uh, uh, the future of the children, right? Because it's about housing. So the, the way we understand is real estate is an investment. And then when something is an investment, it's monetized. It means it has a monetary premium because people put money in there to invest the mortgage will increase, right? Yeah, we, we invest though. the monetary premium. It means you, we make we make real estate as money. That's why everything okay. is getting expensive. So what, what has to happen is Bitcoin has to eat the monetary premium of real estate so that all of the real estate prices will go down without monetary premium. It will become only a commodity, uh, a premium for its use case. Like, why is this land valuable? Oh, because it's a house, not because, oh, it's a prime lot where, where we, we can make something. Right. So what happens is that once Bitcoin right, it eats all the value, it eats useless value put, put in put in. Um, to different assets to monetize them. It demonetizes the other asset. It means in the future, if Bitcoin succeeds, only if Bitcoin succeeds, it eats the monetary premium. It means that the value of real estate, this is my, my dream, the value of real estate will go down. People will now be able to have homes, right? People will now be able to, um, to, to have a better life, have a bigger lot because it's going to be cheaper. The reason it's going to be cheaper is it's not real estate. It's no longer an investment. It's not a commodity. So the prices are raised to the bottom because all of the monetary premium okay. becomes Bitcoin. So that's how Bitcoin can help. So if you're okay. young, you just collect some Bitcoin slowly and slowly. So basically, I just want to touch base on this real estate thing because I'm definitely going to use this point of yours in my next interview sure. um, with Ben. Uh, so you're saying that because of not only because of law of diminishing returns and economies of scale, but because of the increase of valuation of digital assets such as Bitcoin, the intrinsic value investing into real estate will decrease and decrease over time where people won't even see it as a source of value. I'm kind of seeing it nowadays because you know my parents, they bought land in certain locations and they're trying to sell it today and nobody's buying right? So obviously they're going to have to sell it at a lower price, but you'll never see that for Bitcoin. You know, if I hold Bitcoin 10 years from now, it's either Bitcoin zero 
or Bitcoin's a million dollars. You know, there's no in between. So I definitely see what you're saying here. Very interesting. And at the same time, why as uh, the other assets like maybe a real estate isn't as valuable as Bitcoin? Because Bitcoin is the most liquid asset in the whole world. You can sell it to freaking uh, different country, right? That's you right. can sell your real estate to a different, you know, nation nationality. Bitcoin is okay. I have Bitcoin. I was up, liquidated right away, almost at market price. If you have like one hundred million dollars of Bitcoin liquidated in like two days <laughs> so that's why people will store their monetary value not already in buildings so everything's yeah. going to be cheaper right and that's, this, that's how it comes into this mind. liquidity was proven by tesla if you guys remember um, a dip in the bitcoin valuation in march because of tesla liquidating a quarter of their assets of bitcoin it was because elon musk wanted to prove to the board or so they say how liquid bitcoin is compared to their other assets on hand so okay for the future generations they want right. to beat the housing market they invest in bitcoin they want to have increase our source of value to have better riches they invest in bitcoin so aside from the financials and we'll definitely definitely jump back into the financials when we talk about altcoins but how has blockchain you know affect um, the future generations in terms of developing the country. So just for ex an example, in corrupt countries, the first use case of blockchain that came to myself and my peers when I was working for this Korean development firm, we wanted to build a proprietary blockchain technology specific for voting, right? So if you want to beat corruption in terms of uh, democracy, voting in your president, you're going to want, you know, uh, unbreakable blockchain ledger to track the votes of every citizen. Of course, there's human error, but this could definitely break that uh, corruption. Do you think something like this will work? Is it too controversial? Will someone get killed? Uh, what are the other use cases that blockchain or even Bitcoin itself can bring to emerging economies? And you can even use El Salvador as an example. Go ahead. Right. So, um so when we talk about blockchain technology, uh, it's so people understand blockchain is basically data linked together square, right? So what about it that makes it special? Well, it's it, blockchain is merely uh, a, your view on the total history of what happened, all, all the transactions that happened. Therefore, uh, you can you can look at it, right? So uh, the way the way you, we we under we find right now is that there are no other use cases for blockchain technology let's uh, um let's prove it okay we can try we can try but for now there's no other use case aside from money right aside from making sure that the ledger is online now wait hold uh, on there's nfts there's development there's the metaverse this is all built right. on blockchain man right 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 so the, the way people people just People write on the idea of blockchain companies and they try to build stuff, but the problem there, the problem there is that sometimes uh, they're using the blockchain to say that there's something there that's different from the currently have, but at the same time they're just trying to circumvent the uh, securities law. Basically, they want to be able to offer uh, tokens for sale, uh, but uh, they want to circumvent the Securities Act. 
which is uh, illegal. So <laughs> that's the problem. And uh, I understand hence the, the XRP lawsuit. There, hence that there will be lawsuits and uh, uh, there will be problems with the market. Now, I'm not saying there are no uh, use cases for blockchain. I just said that right now only money is the proven use case of blockchain. And then let me talk about NFT. So basically NFT uh, is marketed like, oh, you own this asset in the web and it is yours. But when you dig, dig, dive, dig into it, uh, the, the NFT is actually a link to the blockchain where you uploaded something, right? So it, it's a, it's like blockchain is some, you can upload something there and then you use the NFT to view it. So, uh, and so the problem here with NFT is that, oh, so the, 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 the claim of NFT is basically, it's yours, right? It's in the blockchain, so it's the yours. The rights to ownership, yeah. Right, it's yours. And then the real question is, is it really yours? Because if you uploaded it into the blockchain and the, the artwork is not yours, and then you claim to be that it's yours, then it's going to be a problem. It, it's a copyright claim, right? And that's what happened. So what happened was, oh, let's see. Let's upload all the Ethereum NFTs and upload it into Solana. And then let's see uh, who's oh. going to win. Right? So that's the problem. And then we can't truly enforce this. You own this stuff. Right. So uh, I'm, I'm very open to it. I'm, it's I, I think I think right? the value of the NFTs, you know, at first it started like that. You know, people were making money because of that whole marketing peg of ownership. But the true value right. of NFTs are its use case in terms of the platforms. Yeah, there's people like uh, Banksy and people who sell their artworks via NFTs, you know, one right. of one artworks, which brings rarity and value. Um, but in the future, 99% of all these NFT projects will fail. And the one, 1% that will win are either super valuable and proven to be rare or have use case in the metaverse and other um, online platforms that has real world utility. That Those are the only yeah. NFTs that are going to survive. Yes. Uh, basically, it, 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 for, that's why I keep telling people that uh, uh, NFTs are really cool, you know. Uh, metaverse and everything and the artwork and utility some utility i i know they're like in binance they have this like football teams and you can buy and then you can have a vote and uh, like a fan token which is okay as long as there's some sort of utility to it you know governance. you can yeah get the governance to it and why not right uh might as well enjoy enjoy the ride uh on, i'll give a short-term prediction it's a short-term prediction for me is that everything's gonna go up right whatever coin you have or whatever nft you have slow and uh, short, short term let's say a year and a half it's still going up because uh, demand outweighs the supply for now. You know, people say, oh, I make X money in NFT and then people are making courses. So they're going to come in. And literally, there's less than 1% of the world um, uh, in NFT in, in this space. So because of the volume that people are coming in and onboarding into, into uh, crypto, uh, uh-huh. value will rise. But I'm not sure about utility and use case yet. Now, I want to move towards uh, uh, how Bitcoin actually uh, helps uh, helps under, uh, people understand is that when you hold Bitcoin, right? At least you understand first the principles of it, the idea of why, why okay. you hold it. And then eventually, 
uh, slowly you deviate from it. Because what I hate is people coming into the space and then don't even pass my Bitcoin. And then the problem is, oh no, I lost, uh, you know, this company rug pulled me and whatever. <laughs> hey, ju- just study first Bitcoin. I'm not saying don't go into alts. Go into Bitcoin first. You know, understand why the decentralization, the anti-state uh, attack is good, right? Literally, if you know, if you have like a coin, XYZ coin, and then China says, F this coin, we're going to ban this. It, the coin's like, Shh. you know, yeah, the country yeah. hated India bans it. But Bitcoin, every time the country wants, you know, That's it goes right. up and it goes up. So uh, you, you, you have to at least understand that, okay, because the main problem is, oh, every every new coin will be, oh, this is a better Bitcoin, this is a better Bitcoin. They're just, <laughs> it's a, basically an affinity thing Well, it's not even related. So I said, come into Bitcoin, understand the concept, and then, hey, you know, if you want to put your money in somewhere else, then go ahead. So what is stopping? I know we're getting away from the topic of, you know, uh, how blockchain and crypto and Bitcoin oh, sure, is sure. good for the future generation. But uh, curiously, what if someone comes up with a cryptocurrency that says it's everything like Bitcoin, but instead of 21 million, it only has 11 million supply? Right, right, right. So there's also one million supply, but but that's not that's not the actual reason for the value. So I'll, I'll, the the real reason to the value is, let's say Joseph, right? You make a coin one, let's say one million total supply cap, right? When the coin reaches a hundred thousand per coin, right? Yeah. Valuation, and you can create more coins, right? You said it's gonna be one million, but. Our, is a human being able to uh, literally I know, I know, control himself? Let's, right? let's just say it's exactly like Bitcoin. Decentralized enough, anonymous uh, developer, and capped, blocked with a hard hard, hard development, hard code to limit its um, supply at one, 15 million, let's say. You know, I'm just saying. Like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I understand. Basically, something similar origin story and everything. everything. So, yeah, I understand. Uh, the the next idea is hey is it so the the twenty one million is only the first stop. Next is oh would it be able to uh, handle government censorship? Number two, who's who's running uh, the uh-huh, miners? Uh-huh, how how uh-huh. sustainable is it going to be? Uh-huh. The throughput. So if it's going to be better than Bitcoin, it it has to be at least. Uh, so the way the way the magnitude should be at least a hundred to a thousand times better than Bitcoin. If it's just about a ten or twenty percent. Uh, better than uh, people will not move because the inertia is already strong. So there's also some such a thing as adoption curve. Uh-huh. So as First long as mover. it's ten, yeah, yeah, ten thousand times better, then people would move to that new coin. But if it's just similar or copy, then people will not move. Okay. Sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. So going to the youth, right? Um, a lot of people uh, younger than myself. I talk to them. I invite them to crypto. Some of them are very, very heavily involved in crypto. And the biggest question is why? And a lot of them say it's because they don't want to get stuck in a nine to five job. They don't want to do X, Y, Z. Um, they want to be richer than their parents. They don't have opportunity because of uh, the country, the job market. Um, and that's why they get into crypto. But immediately right. after they realize the profitability in terms of timeframes of Bitcoin, they move into Ethereum and then further down the line, they move into altcoins. Right. So in terms of uh, getting financial freedom, right. do you think that the future generations 
should dabble into Bitcoin and altcoins? And do you think that getting into cryptocurrency and leaving the nine to five is enough of an excuse or do you think it's a perfect reason? How do you think this will affect our economy if nobody's working and everyone's just in crypto? What are your thoughts on this? Right. So, um, so, uh, so there's probably two sides to it. Uh, first is a personal side and then next is a societal side. So I believe Bitcoin should be taught uh, maybe grade one up the, uh, you know, part of the curriculum, something like that. And it allows first people to- grade. That's six years know, old, my friend. You know, we got to teach them, right? As early my, as my son's two years old and I'm trying to get him to look at the charts. <laughs> Right, right, right. Definitely. Because I, uh, the only bad thing uh, that we could do is to stop innovation, right? To stop technology. Like, it is not because of the government's great management of money that increased the quality of life in the world, but actually the you know, coming of inventions such as electricity, penicillin, and right, right. medicine. You know, it's not government. You know, it's invention, entrepreneur, it's technology. So, uh, I'm very pro-technology and uh, to, to consider myself as a very illiterate person in terms of computer and everything, right? Uh, and I want people to understand. I keep telling young people young, pe- young people and young parents, like, oh, stop your kids. The people, people say, oh, don't don't leave your kids too much on the computer. Like, no, look, look, the future is in that computer. So let them learn how to do it, how to destroy it, how to fix it, how to code, whatever. That's That's the future. Number two is that there will be new. Uh, there, so the other problem. So on a personal side, I'm very, I'm very like yo. You know, everyone should understand Bitcoin so that if they want to go to Ethereum, then it's up to them, right? Understand their root principle and then moving forward, and then it's going to be very um, profitable for them. Number two, it, it's because it's an option. You know, they if they want to opt out of uh, the, the hellhole that they're currently in and go to the cryptoverse, which is I have a lot of friends right now who are axi farming or doing this and that, play to earn and stuff, and you know, they make more than their normal job. Maybe it may be, uh, let, let's say, transition, right? Transitory, maybe it's not permanent. We don't know. But hey, I like that, you know? It's COVID situation. Why will we force people to go out? So next is number two. Uh, number three about this in societal thing. Who will do the other jobs? Well, that's the thing. Um we, it's hard to replace people and that's why we need more people to be on the forefront of engineering and technology so that we can build things so that those things will provide us the things that we need, right? So example would be, oh, well, uh, who's going to be the driver? Well, you know, Elon's developing electric car, uh, um, also developing the autonomous system inside it and then therefore giving people uh, who don't have a, a, a ability to find a driver and you know, have, have self-driving. See, it's, it's a technology that moves people forward so uh eventually gotcha. uh the market will fix itself as long as the money is correct you're now, right right and uh for other you know even doctors who's going to be a doctor if there's a robot that's going to be a doctor that's <laughs> going to be better right they just insert you with a thermometer like, oh this is all your readings blah 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 your heartbeat blah 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 yeah. and the doctor won't even say uh robots <laughs> don't need 24 7 accurate reading if they made a mistake it's gonna be like a zero zero x percentage of mistake. Wow. You know, it's like it's like it's like saying, do you because before I wanted to co- compare it to an elevator before, and then uh-huh. in the nineteen zero zero, there's an elevator, and there's someone actually uh-huh. pulling the string or uh-huh. someone manually pulling the elevator. You, 
before people was like oh automatic elevator oh my god how can that exist it's in, it's impossible we need elevator operators because they, they they click and they click and now we're like if there's a girl sitting on the elevator you're like this is a useless job we don't need her here in the elevator to press the floor like in, right, in, in, right. Yes, right? so the robot and then eventually we now provide jobs to people that are more impactful that are more you know humane so that's gotcha. how i believe the future is you know i just thought about this while you were talking like i said to myself it's gonna be impossible that nobody works and everyone's just in crypto because by the time the adoption is that much just based off of law of diminishing return and metcalf's law by the time it's at that point the increase in value will be so low that it's almost gonna be like regular money right by that point right and and yes. and then everyone's gonna go back to working a nine to five job, whether that's in a different level of technological adoption or not. And then something else is gonna come up. You know, I mean, Bitcoin has about 120 years before it becomes the main source of transactions. So as the rest of cryptocurrency, whichever survived that long. But after that, something else is probably gonna come up. It's never gonna be everyone's just into crypto and everyone's going to be rich because the way economy works, the way society works, there will always be a ladder. And that's why social classes exist is because people place themselves in specific, um, in specific levels of the social class based on their decisions, whether they get into um, certain industries such as crypto early enough, if they adopt it enough, or if they're a laggard and then they're so late that it's been normalized and they can't make money off of it. So, I actually have four main points, four main questions. Uh, we're running a little low on time, so we're going to tackle through this. The first question, will crypto grant the youth financial freedom if they choose to grab it? Uh, yeah. Specifically Bitcoin first. So I don't know about the other crypto. Yo. Maybe because if we say crypto, oh, I'm going to ex- get XYZ coin and then it's going to be not financial freedom, but uh-huh, financial uh-huh. ruin for them. So True. Stick with Bitcoin for the for the meantime. Not even then, Ethereum? Not even Ethereum. Not even Ethereum. All right. So Joshua Gonzalez, Bitcoin only, Bitcoin first. If you want financial freedom, stick to Bitcoin. Can you define financial freedom for us, sir? Yeah. So financial freedom is being able to wake up, right? At the time that you want to wake up. And then number Ooh. two is uh, be able to, um, you know, get breakfast, right? <laughs> uh, that you want, not breakfast that you only have, you know, you go to work. Uh, with a car or uh, commute when uh, on a time that's not uh, you don't go to the train and then you're sweaty. This is work you that you choose, guys. Work that right. you choose. Because I want to be able to create a world wherein they're able to number one provide for their families uh-huh. two, by doing the things that they love, and then number uh-huh. three being able to positively impact the future. Because we want work that matter, right? We want right. people to be excited to excited like, oh my god, I'm so excited to work because I'm going to contribute to the world today. Versus uh, because my freaking boss is going to be rich. So it's it's all about uh, <laughs> freedom. And then uh, I understand that some people want to slave themselves into one yeah. hundred hour work week. We yep. you know we we need people like Elon must not to sleep you know elon right, don't sleep right. you know work, please work harder we need to go yes. to mars i i believe in those types of things that yes. you know human future is uh in the stars we, we gotta be stars to start trek not, by the uh, way right? when you say wake up at whatever time you want ladies and gentlemen this is only for people who do not have kids it's impossible if you have kids they will wake you up i promise oh, yeah. you 
Well, <laughs> you know, uh, when you have kids, uh, then uh, it's a different. Now you're taking a different responsibility already, right? <laughs> yeah. But even if you have kids, probably at least you wake up when your kids wake up. That's not true. Because your boss. Because the, the the worst case is uh, your kids wake up and you're already not home. Right. Okay. That's the viper. So second question. Sure. You said that you know the real utility of blockchain is the source of, store of value and making more money. Um, you, you kind no, of uh, utility of block blockchain for me is money itself, not making money. Okay, it's, yeah, yeah. it's the ledger for it's the to money. become money. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you kind of shut down the idea of using the technology for voting. Um, I assume you're gonna shut down the idea to use it for accountants. You know, uh, immutable ledger for accountants. What do you think is the future in terms of the development? Do you think blockchain will be included? Um, or or how do you think it would affect the future generation? Right. So uh, first of all, uh, money first. Uh, in th- if we fix the money, we fix everything. So what does it mean? Uh, money is a signal. So basically what happened in the world right now, because uh, governments, uh, specifically America, uh, can print money and then affect the rest of the world through inflation, uh, the monies, uh, money are going to startups that aren't making anything because just because it's the low interest rate. So that's number one uh, solution of blockchain right now. So I'm not, I'm not uh, shutting down uh, voting systems, uh, identity. I, I hear Cardano is uh, going to South Africa because uh, of identity Africa. things. All yeah, Africa. Africa. Right. I'm very. I'm a huge fan of Cardano before. As in, uh, uh, provide people with identity, mga diploma in the blockchain. Education. So that, you know, yeah. Right. Right. Uh, and then uh, improve computer sciences and literacy. I'm not denying any of those, right? I, there's a use case. I just don't know what's proven yet because there are gotcha. things that are better gotcha. uh, decentralized and there are things that are better centralized. Uh, number number two, man, the future is actually in the saving. So why, why is it very important? Because uh, in your bank account, you don't get interest. And then when you make investments, either for stocks for commodities, for anything else, aside from uh, the, the crypto industry, it, it's very risky. What do I mean by this? You're either betting on a company, if right, you're betting on a certain news factor to to help you out. To, we lost our ability to grow our money without it doing anything, right? So that's a main problem because of Bitcoin. Uh, it allows you to save money. Bitcoin is a savings technology That's that provides true. you about a 50, 100% return every year, right? Something like that. So the, the way I look at it is people say, oh, inflation's high, everything's going cheaper. But if your money is Bitcoin, you'd be like, no, everything's cheaper, right? And the best Last part, year, right? and the best part is, aside from just holding it so that it increases in value, you can stake it on different protocols and increase your holding of the coin count. So it's a two-way earning process, staking to make more coin and holding to increase in value. Right, right. So you, you could also use uh, some DeFi platforms to, to yield. Well, of course, there's that's other... Risky. <laughs> that's risky. That's how the risk profile is different, right? So well, well, but that's, that's the value here is that we're now giving people option to at least store their money in a safer place. So people would say, oh my God, Bitcoin safe. Yes, it's people say, I rather trust them. And understand, you know, not, not everyone can be uh, leaders. Not everyone can be innovators. So some people cannot be early majority. You know, When everyone else is in uh, touch phone, someone else for sure is still in their uh, Blackberry or you know th- those uh, gotcha. laggards. So we, not everyone will move at the same time. Adoption. All right. So next, for sure. the youth, right. how 
can they start? How should they start with uh, Bitcoin and crypto from a development perspective, developing themselves, and from a and then from a financial perspective, and then after that, can you sum it all up into what's the end goal for them in in terms of um, including cryptocurrency in their developmental phase? Right. So the, f- the first thing I would want them to understand is that. Uh, the basic principle of uh, if things aren't made, there will be no things, right? Again, it's so it's so it's so weird. If we don't create it, things will not happen. So there's there has to be some action that you have to take to be able to shape the world, to be able to create the world. So I suggest you guys look into the technology side for your career. You know, that's one of my uh, maybe some some regret that I didn't take up computer related course, but. Uh, I know it's not too late, but the inertia is really strong uh, that I can't. So uh, I suggest you, you guys look into it. Number two is that you can be engineers. So you, either you engineer uh, in the world of atoms or you can be an engineer in the world of bits, right? So you can be a computer engineer. Now, when, that's the future. Building things is the future. Uh, the crypto is merely money, right? We need the value, the goods and services as well. Now, in terms of financial, uh, hey, if you have 50 pesos, 100 pesos, this, this is a term called dollar cost averaging, peso cost averaging. You buy something regardless of the price. You just buy it frequently and then hold it. So I suggest you do that to Bitcoin. Just buy. If you have 100 peso extra, buy from coins.ph, buy from Binance. You know, uh, just buy and then hold. Buy and then How hold. Long? How long should they hold? Forever, right? Because, forever. Uh, yeah, so holding period is forever. But maybe the reason behind it is that uh, people don't understand how banks work. So banks actually uh, give loan, collateral money. So eventually there will be a time when uh, uh, this crypto assets, whatever, you know, whatever, as long as it's recognized, uh, will become your collateral. So you don't have to sell it to get money. Just like how people remortgage their house to get more money, you can actually, uh, you know, uh, put your Bitcoin in and they will uh, give you uh, cash for it without even selling it. So you're loaning a part of your Bitcoin and things like that. It, it could happen. So uh, just hold it, hold it because the, the the reason behind it is you have to be able to have savings. That's a, the main key for young people. It's not the technology yet that you have to focus on. It's you having some savings so you don't die. So like it's like, the world today. If we don't have Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, it's like you're a um, Let's say you, a bee. So, someone that doesn't that can't store fat when they eat and then they don't become fat. So they don't store <laughs> fat. They have to eat every day, right? Because they can't save energy. So just like your uh, work or your future business, if you if you put your money in cash, it's actually dwindling. So you can't save money. So if you put it in a proper store of value, then one day you'll wake up and you'll be like, no problem, right? That sigh when you when you say like, ah, you know, I'm not as rich as Henry C, but you know, I'm not poor. And eventually, society will come time that uh, there will be less and less few people. But at the same time, there will be advancement in technology. So save, so save money, turn them into your favorite crypto. I suggest Bitcoin first, and then once you once you ready, put in time. Number two, I just wanted to point this out. Trading, right? People confuse investing and trading. Investing is buying and holding. Trading is buying, selling, looking for the perfect alpha, the perfect advantage. Understood. Uh, statistics is 91% of traders lose money or go bankrupt. Unless you subscribe easy. to Team Gains. Message right. me on Twitter or Telegram at Crypto with Joe. <laughs> right, this right. is not so, financial advice. 
not financial advice, but 91% fail. It means uh, people, you have to have a core advantage when you trade. And if your advantage is just merely watching uh, because someone told you and then you, you don't have enough research, then uh, you have to expect that uh, your competition are either uh, people who have huge machines that can run algorithm that trade for them and high frequency trading or people have proprietary research and if you don't even have research you're not subscribed to someone you trust how can you beat the market right they're like just joseph gonna dump gaines. on you yeah so like joseph gaines so uh at least this is a one of a few steps that you could take to to help aim yourself because you know when goldman sachs or fidelity or some big company releases like a research it's on teams of people that's why they have advantage right? And here, right now, your advantage is listening to this podcast, really uh, having critical thinking. So if you just trade because you have a good feeling about something, I understand. It feels good. If you have a good feeling about something, you know, it feels extra, extra good. Like you feel good about feeling good about feeling good. And then when they're about, and then you're like, ah. Feels bad. You know, <laughs> horrible, right? So you know, make sure to understand that you're up with professionals who have advantages. So make sure that you put in the time to, to learn this stuff. Brilliant. Okay, last question. Sure, sure. Um, IS, let's talk right. about your organization. Let's talk about maybe you have plans on implementing cryptocurrency knowledge to your group of people. Um, right, so... Tell us uh, more. Yeah, first of all, is that IS is already a Bitcoin company. So basically, it's a Bitcoin as payment. So I think we're the first in ASEAN as an organization to do that. Wow. Um, yeah, we're, we're lining up everything to have e-commerce paying in Lightning payments. and Lightning so, Network, I see, I see. Right, right. So number two is that uh, we're doing Bitcoin 101 uh, every, every other Saturday and then Financial Literacy 101. Every uh, every other Saturday after that, because Amazing. Uh, I just want people to understand that uh, people have to talk about money, right? Because uh, the thing is, uh, pe- people talk about making change, but if you don't have money, uh, that's going to be hard. And uh, I know Joseph is a very uh, how do you say this uh, knowledgeable that he knew he had to maximize the money before he had to start everything else. And the reason behind it is that. Uh, you have to play the wealth game, not the status game first. The wealth game means that it doesn't matter who's wrong or right or whatever, right? What matters is you are able to build your wealth because in the end, right, uh, that wealth will help you. It, it will be passed on to future generations. I, I said, it's like saving your work. You're working and you're saving the money and so that you can give it to your future kids because if you don't change the course of your own life, uh, then uh, I, I really doubt the government will come in and say, oh, good job. So the only way right now is to really uh, maximize money and then uh, so that you're able to have some savings and eventually um, invest in yourself, increase your cash flow, make good investments, right? Don't rush, don't rush your investments if you don't have cash flow. Focus on cash flow and then eventually everything else will fall. Streams if you have of cash, income. Yeah, things like that. Amazing, amazing. All right. So for those who want to get in contact, those who want to learn more about IS, we have a description below. Um, right. Josford, is there any way to contact you? Any need to contact you? Why would they contact you? Right. So if you need to uh, contact me for reasons that you want to ask something about this podcast, inquire about the programs or inquire about 
how we could collaborate together. You know, we are partnered with uh, 64 organizations all across the world, even from Africa, from Australia. You know, we want to be able to bring the idea of IS, which is being able to create a world where everyone is able to provide for their families by doing the things that they love and at the same time knowing that they're making an impact in the world uh, together, you know, whatever, whatever niche you have. Because I believe that uh, the niches are not a difference, but they're, they're, uh, they're the key to making things better. You know, your specialties, your specializations, your focuses enhances other people. So focus on uh, their own specialties. You know, it's, it's a, it's a win-win. It's an adding value to everyone else. Amazing. Any closing remarks before we do our outro? Right. So it's J-O-S-U-A-R-D Gonzalez, G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-S at gmail.com. You can you can email me. Uh, you, you can put it in the subject that you heard it from Joseph Gaines podcast. And uh, and number lastly is that I really encourage you guys to look into this uh, crypto world um, and start with Bitcoin. You know, if you don't even own Bitcoin and then even a bit, then you won't be able to have skin in the game because one thing is for sure, you know, uh, you have to understand one thing is for sure. In the year 2140, the only thing sure is that Bitcoin still exists. I'm not sure about the other crypto coins because they're all companies. Bitcoin is a commodity. Everything else is a company. So uh, to our young listeners out there, uh, know that things are going to change fast. So I want you guys to be on top of the change versus the change changing you and forcing you to shift. So the only way to make a better future is for you to be able to create it for yourself. So thank wow, you very wow, much for wow. having me. Appreciate now that, it. that is the biggest alpha. That is the biggest buy signal, everybody. We thank you so much, Joshua Gonzalez. Thank you so much, Gains Nation, for listening to our first interview on our cup of joe podcast again my name is joseph Gaines. you can follow me on twitter at crypto with joe send me a message on telegram and again this is cup of joe thank you cup of joe